if I don't have any triggers, it means I've died to myself. Right. And now there I'm al- now I'm alive in Christ. If if I die to myself, then dead people can't get triggered. Hey everybody, this is Susie and Cosmo from SoulAnchoring.com. You're listening to the I Feel Loved When podcast, the show for people who interact with people. We're your go-to podcast for navigating God-honoring relationships, whether single, dating, engaged, or married. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And now, here's today's show. Hey, Susie. What do you got for us today? Hey, Cosmo. We are shaking things up today. Shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it up. Every once in a while, we are going to take a little departure from our regularly scheduled program and change it up for you guys and see what you think. So today, instead of investigating a topic by looking at the problem, the world solution, and then offering you guys our solution, we're going to evaluate or analyze or just talk about something that we have seen or heard. We're going to talk? We're going to talk. It's a podcast. We can talk about things. And the reason we want to do this is because we really love quotes and stories and scenes and things like that, because we think that they help us process information and talk about life and the world around us in a different way. Yep. So Cosmo, why do we do this? Why do we do this? <laughs> well, we see a sort of a backdoor way to uncover and talk about our core values and beliefs through evaluating somebody else's thoughts, their behaviors, their stories, instead of just our own. Sometimes that's a little too personal. Yeah. It allows us to get really honest without really exposing ourselves. because. As much as we like talking to you, our audience, there are certain things that maybe are just a little bit too close to home. (laughs) And oftentimes, as Susie and I just live in in our regular life, um, when we see other things and other people doing, you know, uh, living life, uh, having stories, uh, we're watching things, doing things, watching (laughs) a reel, um, we realize that, oh, this is this is some new vocabulary to talk about it. This is some way that we can maybe take some abstract thoughts or feelings and condense it down into something we can share. Yeah, and you mentioned that it helps us uncover and talk about our core va- core values. I think sometimes it can feel overwhelming yep. or excessively vulnerable to identify your personal core values. And sometimes we think we have to get the language just right and have this complete understanding if I'm going to share all of my core values with you in order to see if you agree or disagree before we can really talk about them. Right, I would like a, um, a 10 page paper, 10 point <laughs> type, uh, oh. du- no double space. Oh, that sounds terrible. Right, so it's that's even worse. But the cool thing is, what we have found is when somebody else's story strikes us in a certain way, a lot of times that can hint at our own core beliefs. Correct. So in this episode, we'll show you what we mean And then dissect it, or as Susie says, dissect it. (laughs) As normal people say, dissect. As as those weird people say, dissect. (laughs) And we'll we'll do this a little bit, so hopefully you can see what we're talking about. So it becomes a little bit clearer, hopefully clearer than mud. And then you can maybe put it into practice. Or we'll kind of show you how we put it into practice. And you can kind of learn from how we evaluate these things. Yeah. So you're going to see, hopefully, that it's the difference between this resonates with me So let's unpack it together and figure out why it resonates with me and how we can apply it together. Versus? Versus, this resonates with me, and golly gee, I wish you'd be more like this person who just seems to get me. Right. Yeah, you watch, sometimes you watch a movie or something, and you're like, oh, man. He gets me. I wish my life was like that. That that person gets it. They get me. 
Mm. And you forget that it's a script. Yeah. (laughs) He's not a person. But this process can really help us to know ourselves better beyond this just seems right to me or that just resonates with me. It helps us actually figure out why so that we can communicate that with our others and then uncover those things that make us feel loved, appreciated, understood, etc. So today we're going to listen to an Instagram reel that we found, something that we thought was interesting, and we're going to talk about it. So in this podcast, you won't get to see the reel because it's a podcast, (laughs) but we'll let you listen to it and then we'll link it to the show notes and then you can kind of watch it for yourself if you'd like to. But really, it's just a video of a guy talking. It's just a guy. It's just a dude He's walking around talking. So you don't really have to see it. You can just listen to it. So... You're not really missing anything. <laughs> so this this actually came from a guy named Nick Pollard, or Pollard, however Susie wants me to pronounce it. <laughs> Pollard. Pollard. <laughs> um, and his IG handle is the People Displeaser. So I, I think he's a, a kind of a coach and says stuff that maybe people don't like all the time. Uh, he titled his reel, How I Have Beaten All of My Triggers. How oh, I've Beaten All My Triggers. That sounds juicy. Let's yeah. give it a listen. Let's try it. One mindset shift that I've used to manage my triggers has literally never failed me. But you're not going to like it, and it's probably going to make you uncomfortable. When I started digging into my triggers, I noticed that I was never triggered to do anything good. Never triggered to go to work early or make a sales call, to count my calories or have that piece of nicotine gum. And I was certainly never triggered to go to an AA meeting. But any time I did something I believed was right, I called it a choice. I chose to go to the meeting. I chose to have the gum. I chose to count my calories. But in that realization came a really uncomfortable truth. If I could choose the right things, then I was also choosing the not right things. My triggers and trauma responses were my responsibility. So I took the initiative and changed the word trigger to I chose. I chose to get drunk. I chose to eat 5,000 calories. I chose to have the cigarette. I chose to cheat. I chose to lie. And the damnedest things started happening when I took responsibility for myself in that way. I stopped doing those things because I realized that I was operating on a flawed code and it was my responsibility to solve it. But I had to stop blaming my past for the actions of today, which means I don't have any triggers anymore. I either choose to do what's good for me and what's right, or I don't. Hope this helps. Okay, so that was our Nick Pollard Instagram reel about... His tr- beating all of his triggers, and I just want to highlight a few things, um, some keywords I think that I that I heard Cosmo, and yeah. um, you can jump in whenever you want to. One of the things I heard him talking about was mindset. Right away at the very beginning, he talked about a mindset shift. He said one mindset shift that I've used to manage all my triggers, and I just love that because we talk a lot about mindset directly and indirectly that it can have such a huge impact on the way that you see the world, on the way that you interact with people, on positive or negative um, thoughts in your life. And it can just really make a huge difference when you can shift that from a negative place to a positive place. And I think that most people, when they think of mindset, they're, they are thinking about positive things that they can do that's better for them or better for the people around them. And it's generally, how, how am I thinking now? And how can I have a positive mindset about something? Now, we do know that, um, what's the lady's name? Carol Dweck. So Carol, yeah. So Carol Dweck talks about mindset, and she has two different versions of what mindset looks like. There is one. Growth mindset. And the other, fixed mindset. (laughs) That was a test. It's a test. I failed. (laughs) We each knew one. So together, <laughs> as a team, the teamwork. <laughs> we win. 
So with Carol Dweck, we're looking at mindset and we want to have a fixed mindset instead of a... No, yeah, we want to have a growth mindset. We want to have a growth mindset. See, that's why we work together. We want to have a growth mindset instead of a fixed mindset. And so I think that it's really interesting is that what he's done here is said, my mindset before was that I was a victim mm-hmm. to my tragedy. I was a victim to things in my life that hurt me it triggered me right it triggered me things triggered me he was on the receiving end so that's a very fixed mindset there's nothing i can do about it because it's been done to me and i have no response except for the thing i have to do in 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 response yeah so but on the flip side for him then he's saying i was never triggered to do anything good meaning if I did something good, I took ownership of that. Right. I had I wanted, responsibility. Yeah. I wanted the credit for that. I wanted the the applause for that. That was not, oh, I was triggered and I had to do this this good thing. But rather, this was my choice. This was my doing. It was my action that made this thing happen. Right. We want all of the acclaim. Right. And none of the responsibility. None of the blame. Oh, none of the blame. Arrived. Oh, gosh. Let's try this one more time. Oh, such an opportunity. Missed. Yeah. Well, it's, we don't have to miss it. Maybe okay. maybe we can cut this. No, I'm not. not editing this. I'm okay, letting never them know mind. what a failure So we want all of the acclaim. <laughs> and none of the blame. There we go. Look at us <laughs> as a team once again. So now we're looking at this, this wonderful... Um, the way that he's put it is is a really good way of understanding how that victim mentality applies itself to mindset. Mm-hmm. It fixes the mind into a certain rut. And people talk about it all the time, oh, I'm in a rut. Why are you in a rut? Well, it's your mindset. You think that this is the way that things should always go. When this happens to me, then this is my reaction. And one of our Bible study teachers used to say, if everything is a reaction, it means that you're not actually internally processing that, thinking about it, feeling it, asking God about it, and then responding. Mm-hmm. You're actually just like what happened if you're at a doctor and they hit you in the knee with that little knee popper knee, thingy knee and your thingy. leg pops out. <laughs> That's a reaction. It's right. it, it's an equal, equal and opposite reaction. However, God teaches us that, no, we, we're supposed to have the mind of Christ. We're supposed to take information in. We take these experiences in, process them with him, and then have a response, a godly response. And so what he's saying is, gosh, I, I have for the longest time have told myself I'm okay with my bad decisions <laughs> because they're not really mine. I yeah, just have to make them. They've been thrust upon me. They've been thrust upon me. Yeah. This is my only reaction. And what he's now saying is, no, actually, I have a growth mindset, a mindset that says, if this happens, then I get to choose. Yeah. I get to choose to do bad things. Yeah. And therefore, that choice, that responsibility lies upon myself. Yeah, absolutely. So he was... Um... Wow, you kind of got on a rant there and threw me off. Sometimes I get on a sup box and I just can't get off of it. You should have seen his arms flailing, people. Maybe we should do a video next time. If you can just imagine a man with arms flailing. You'll see Cosmo. So (laughs) what the guy is talking about is that um, he had a choice and he recognized that he had a choice. That if he could choose to do good things and he could also choose to not do bad things. So he changed the he word. He could also choose to, be, to do bad things. Right. So, yeah, he, he really came in and identified that the things that he were was doing, the things that he was doing were a choice. Whether good or bad, 
triggered or not, he was actually making the choice to do these things or not do these things. And, and once, you rec- once he recognized that, then he could change this trigger word into the word, I chose to do this, or I choose to do this. And then he had to take ownership and responsibility for his negative actions. He listed several things there. I chose to get drunk. I chose to eat 5,000 calories. I chose to have the cigarette. He listed these things that you one would like to say, oh, I had no choice. I'm addicted, or I couldn't help it, or when I'm in this situation, I get triggered and I have to drink. But rather, he's saying, no, this is, this is my responsibility. And when he started taking responsibility for himself, then he realized that he could stop doing those things. He yeah. had to solve the problem himself. Right. That, that he actually had agency in his own life. And I think way too often in our relationships, whoever we have as an other, we have a time in, in the day that maybe uh, we're a little grumpy. Let's just say Susie's a little grumpy, oh, you which it's know. so rare. But let's just use it as Never a happens. possibility. Once every 10 years, <laughs> just maybe three seconds it happens. Anyway, so let's just say she's grumpy. And then my I, I, I have a choice. I can either react in my flesh. I can react to her grumpiness be triggered and be triggered by it (laughs) or i can pull back and get into a growth mindset into a christ mindset that says what does susie need right now because Mm -hmm. she doesn't need me choosing to (laughs) to reflect back to her that grumpiness she needs me to open up the door to opportunities possibilities or to sit with her in it and say yeah this is really suck it's just a it's just a bad day. It's kind of a grumpy time. Let's let's just sit down and and kind of grump kind of grump for a minute. <laughs> like things aren't aren't the best. So I've got choices on how to respond to her to ask God, "Hey, what does she need?" Because my pride right now says I don't deserve to be grumped at. I don't deserve right. this kind of treatment. And therefore, I can I'm I'm the better person and I'm look at me and I can you're bad and so what does that do? What does that accomplish? Yeah. Absolutely nothing. And I think that's what he's he's saying here is all the things that he did by saying it's a trigger, by allowing these himself to be carried triggered along. and carried along, yeah. he was harming himself. And he's harming his relationships. You know, if if you're out there getting drunk and you're doing all of these things, oh I was triggered, so I hurt you yeah. in in the process. Well, well, that you're double not retaking, taking responsibility. I think the other part of this, Cosmo, you were talking about really how it how it manifests in relationships and what these things look like in relationships. And the more that we can have our self confidence, our sense of security, and our identity in Christ and what He wants from us, then the less what someone else does triggers me. Because I don't, ha- you were talking about pride. I don't have to walk in pride um, in order to show you that you shouldn't treat me this way. Right. But rather, I can walk in humility, which is rooted in my relationship with Christ, that allows me to treat you with kindness, even when you aren't treating me with kindness. Right. So I think that's a big part of it: is that that identity in Christ and being secure in that. And he didn't talk about this at all. I have no idea if this guy's a Christian or not. But his statement is, I don't have any triggers anymore. And I feel like that's such a bold statement that just shows how greatly he's internalized this and how I think for Christians, again, I, I talk about that we have 
a secret weapon of the Holy Spirit that empowers us to do these things and do them by his strength and his and his enabling as opposed to I am grumpy and tired. I'm feeling really triggered. Well, it doesn't rely on me. I'm relying on the Holy Spirit instead. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that that's probably the most important part as well as I don't have any triggers anymore. And to me, for us, at least, as we internalize this, it means that I have the choice to seek God in every situation. Yeah. I now have the responsibility because in all those places, I don't have any triggers. If I don't have any triggers, it means I've died to myself. Right. And now I'm, al- now I'm alive in Christ. And now what am I looking for? Love, cherishing, uh, just being there for, for my wife. So if, if I die to myself, then dead people can't get triggered. I can take no offense if I'm dead. That's right. That's right. All right. So we've kind of um, picked this apart a little bit and talked through the things that he said. And just again, we wanted to reiterate the first thing that we did in talking about this was pull out some keywords. So when you're listening to something that resonates with you, take a moment and think about what are the keywords that I'm hearing here? What are the things that they're saying that's resonating with me? And for us, we had mindset, responsibility, and choice. Right. And as a tack on not being a victim, abandoning right. that victim mentality. Right. So your keywords, the, these are things that maybe spark an emotion, yes. whether it's positive or negative. Yeah. And so look at those places where you're like, oh, I agree, or no, I don't agree, or, or I want this, or no, I don't want that. But things that that cause you to respond to what's being said or or what you're seeing. Yeah. The other thing that we like to do is apply it. So with this reel, as we're listening to it, what we're what we would do is look at, okay, do I have a mindset that is fixed, mm-hmm. meaning that I get triggered when you do X, Y, or Z? Yeah. Or, you know, a lot of people are, oh, he, li- he leaves the socks on the floor. Okay, well, that's that's a mindset. Now I'm triggered into anger. I can't help it. I get angry every time I see it. No, actually, you're choosing anger every time you see the, the sock on the floor. You have to take responsibility for it. So we ask ourselves, what in our lives, what in our relationship are we reacting to instead of responding to? Where am I still alive and fighting and my pride is rising up versus where am I dead? Where have I sacrificed that part of me to say, I'm looking out for what's best for my wife. The other way that we approach this is I can think about things that, that quote, trigger me. What are the things that are that bother me in our relationship, in what's going on? And the way I often look at it, if I want to talk to Cosmo about it, my approach is not, you did this and it triggered me, or you did this and you're bad or you're wrong, but rather, I feel loved when you do this opposite thing. That's the power of the I feel loved when statements is, you know, the socks on the floor trigger me. No, I want to talk to Cosmo about it. I don't want to say your socks on the floor trigger me. So instead I would say, I feel loved when you help me keep the house tidy by cleaning up after yourself. I mean, that's a pretty simple statement. And and we haven't unpacked a whole lot around I feel loved when statements as far as why, but then we would have a conversation about why that makes me feel loved. And on the flip side of that, kind of going from what he said, we also have to take responsibility. So I choose to get angry when I see the living room dirty. I choose to get angry when I see this. 
On the flip side, I feel loved when you clean up each night before you go to bed. So now now we've paired, I've got a confession about my trigger, yeah. which is not a trigger, it's a choice. And then also, here's this thing that would make me feel loved, appreciated, and then if we want to, we can get deeper into the why, yeah. but that's a whole other section. Because don't you feel like at the end of the day, the things that bother you about, that quote, trigger you, that you choose to be upset about with somebody else are just really because you feel disrespected or unloved or uncared for? Absolutely. Like, I feel like that at the end of the day, that's the big thing is I just want to feel loved, appreciated, honored. Respected. Respected. And when I don't feel those things, then I choose (laughs) to react to the situation in a negative way. Correct. So, okay. I, I think she just said it. I just said it. Whatever it was. Whatever she it just was, said it and it was great. I said it. So if you guys well, have any reels yeah, or reels. stories, if you see something in a movie and you're like, oh my gosh, this was such an amazing scene between these two people. It's, it, you know, tells us something about the human condition. It reveals Jesus in a way that we don't normally see in Hollywood. We love those. But if you, yeah, if you see any kind of social media or any kind of media at all, maybe you heard a song and you're like, oh, these are really interesting lyrics. Pick them apart for us. We would love to. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you don't even know why you like it or why you hate it. Send it to us and we'll pick it apart and see why yeah. that might be. And the best way to do that would be to follow us at Soul Anchoring on Instagram and then send us a, a DM and either tell us what you saw, like season whatever, episode whatever of this show and you know where the minute marker is that you want us to look at. Or if you actually have found a reel on Instagram, then just send that to us as well. We would love to take a look and, and investigate it with you. That yeah. would be really fun to It'd get that super conversation fun, going. And we'd love to do it with you. Absolutely. All right. I think that's it for today, Cosmo. What? That yeah. was so fast. It was so fast. We had fun. We hope you had fun and that you'll join us next time, whether it's this format or the other format, or maybe we come up with a third format. A Who knows? Other format. You just never know what you're going to get. You never know what you're going to get with us. All right. Except fun. <laughs> okay, I'll pray. Okay. All right. Laura, we just thank you so much for um, everybody that's listening, for the opportunities to know you, to hear your voice and to um, respond in your spirit. We just are so grateful for opportunities to know you. So we just ask that you bless us, bless our listeners, and help us to continue to seek you at every turn. Amen. Amen. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. We hope that you liked what you heard and learned something that'll help you have impactful interactions with others. We think it's totally awesome that you're taking this time to invest in yourself and your relationships. We know it's sometimes easier to just shut the door and shut out the world, but you're doing the hard work of soul anchoring. So yay you, keep going, you've got this. If you're interested in our resources, in-person events, online courses, personal coaching and the like, go to soulanchoring.com for more information. And when you have a spare minute, would you please do all the things for us, you know, Follow our podcast, leave a rating and review, recommend it to your friends and family, and follow us on Instagram at Soul Anchoring. Okay, people, you are now ready to, to people. people.